welcome to smart cherry's thoughts this is sai from india firstly thank you very much uh, for uh, coming to my show and being, uh, for your presence yeah sure thing thanks for having me so i thought to tell about the work that you are doing to my audience no oh, good stuff yeah tell me tell me a bit about what you're doing um i noticed you uh interview quite a few people on here um there there's some videos i want to check out actually looks good right now i'm uh, i'm a devops engineer and oh. uh, and other than that uh, i took more than 500 and plus uh, 550 plus uh, international uh, technology experts and uh, uh, people from different industries and uh, from different parts of the world uh, talking about what they do and uh, how do how they made things possible so i do this for oh. my podcast and uh, for my youtube also i'm a blogger i yep. do blogging as well like multi multitasking Cool. Awesome. Sounds sounds a bit similar to what I do actually. I'm also a DevOps engineer. Um what technology stack are you working with? Uh right now I'm getting trained actually my training is completed. Uh from 23rd I'm going to start my projects that they are going to make me do four projects. Oh, cool. So the the tools that they taught us is like Jenkins, yep. uh, uh Docker, Kubernetes and the, the basic tools of DevOps. Cool. No, that's good. Um yeah, I I do a lot of work with Docker. Um I haven't done as much with Kubernetes lately cuz the the current tech stack I'm working with isn't a Kubernetes workload. Um but I still do some infrastructure around that. Um I'm actually working on something with Linkfree at the moment to migrate the existing infrastructure from DigitalOcean. We're going to have a look at putting it on Civo Cloud. and see how that goes and that's all kubernetes as well so you work with uh, uh, aws or uh, azure yeah, yeah i'm um, most of my works in aws um i primarily work with um ec2 rds s3 um ecs and um i tend to drive it via terraform or um a lot of our tech is written in the ruby programming language so we also use the aws sdk that way so before that can you please uh, introduce yourself in detail to my audience yeah sure thing well um, my name's dean um i'm a devops engineer from australia i work for a company called operu we do school administration software um i'm also a part of the edihub community and i'm an ambassador for the edihub community um we have a project the primary project there is called linktree which is an open source version of linktree which you're probably familiar with and um the aim of that project is to give people a linkedin bio while also encouraging them to contribute to open source at the same time because with linktree you kind of have to like to get your initial profile you need to submit a pull request and get your profile added that way it's it's not the traditional way where you'd create an account and sign in and make your profile that way you actually have to submit a pr via github to do it 
And that's a pretty cool project. So why you want to be a DevOps engineer? Um, it, I didn't actually choose to be a DevOps engineer. Um, I kind of fell into it. I actually started in tech as a desktop support technician and um, I worked my way up to network engineering from there. And then from network engineering, I went into a bit of systems engineering and systems administration. And then the next step from there seemed to be DevOps. And that's how I ended up here. Um, I didn't actually learn to code until a couple of years ago. So um, programming is probably my weakest skill when it comes to that area. So uh, your previous experiences are more into operations. Yeah, that's right. I, I tend to be on the more ops heavy side of like backgrounds for DevOps. Most, um, most of the other people I run into in DevOps are from the programming side. So, um, that, it's kind of been good in a way because it means there's been lots of people to like teach me how to code. I think I've learned to code really quick compared to say how hard it would be to learn the ops side. So uh, I'm pretty lucky in that regard. So coding, uh, what do you know in coding? Uh, not too much. Well, I sort of just build what I need at the time. Um, I've done sort of bits and pieces in so many different languages. I've worked with PHP, uh, with WordPress and Laravel. Um, I've also worked with Python, say Django, Flask and Fast API. Um, but I've also just worked with like the current job I have is uh, primarily Ruby, um, but I also do a lot of bash scripting, um, coding for Terraform, and recently I've been using the Rust programming language as well, um, which is a bit harder, but um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I've also done a bit of JavaScript and TypeScript stuff as well. The AWS, um, or AWS have something called the CDK, which is a cloud development kit. And um, you can work with that through TypeScript, and I've done that before too. So right now, uh, uh, how, how much time you spend on uh, uh, DevOps engineering? Uh, I'm shocking. I tend to work my full day. Um, I'm a full-time engineer, so I do 40 hours a week on that. But um, I'm probably doing, say, maybe three to four hours at least of my own stuff lately. So, but like, I don't have to do that. That's something that I choose to do because I enjoy doing it as well. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely putting in about 10 to 12 hours a day lately. So, uh, how, what is, what, what is the requirement and how uh, you match uh, your work with the requirement? Uh, well, it's, it's not something that's easy to define. Because um, every company sort of has their own way of doing things. And um, like, although my title is DevOps engineer, DevOps is more of an idea and uh, culture in the workplace. So, so DevOps is more of a responsibility of the entire company than, say, just one person. Like I can't just go into a company and do DevOps without the company being receptive to the ideas of DevOps. Um, it's easy, like, say, for example, where our application's been around for quite a while. So um, to get it to play nicely with Docker, there there can be quite a few changes that need to happen. 
Um, legacy applications can have, say, hard-coded values everywhere, and you've just got to identify them and progressively work them out over time. So then you can get into a DevOps workflow. And um, it, it's quite a balancing act trying to do that sort of work while also simultaneously not upsetting the development team too. Because um, to get DevOps going good in a company, you need you need the developers to be on your side. So what is your mindset that is making you to do uh, your work easy? Uh, well, I have a great team that supports me. Um, they're really clear with where they want to get things to. Um, they know what to expect. They they didn't just go into this blind. They knew that like DevOps isn't an area where you get clear value straight away. So there there were months where I wasn't really productive, say visibly to them, but behind the scenes I was doing a lot of stuff. So um, given that I've got a great team that where I fit in nicely. They like the way I work. That's what drives me to do it the way that I do. Um, I, I know a lot of people could just sort of come and do the bare minimum, but I, I prefer to do things properly. Uh, you, you Do you struggle doing it? Yeah, oh, study, did you say, sorry? Struggle, struggle, tough time. Uh, I did for quite a while, actually. Um, I actually got let go from my last job. Um, which it wasn't my fault, but at the time I kind of felt like it was possibly my fault as well. Um, and that, that was a really tough time because I think at that point I wasn't quite skilled enough to be, say, a lead DevOps engineer, but I was still good enough to deserve to be there. So it's, that spot's a hard one to be in, I think. Um, I, I don't say I'd struggle now. I think communication with the rest of the team is probably the hardest thing about it. But, um, yeah, I seem to be getting the hang of it after doing it for a little while. But it, it's definitely not an easy role to fill. So how you manage uh, development and uh, operations? Um, I'm lucky that I'm just interested in computers and technology. Um, there, there's no actual requirement for me to be able to code to do my job. Um, it does help a lot and the team love that I can code as well because it means when they say something or they ask me to do something, I can actually action it myself. Whereas if I couldn't code, I would be, say, at the mercy of when they're available or it would delay things and block things quite a lot. But, um, yeah, given how much you're expected to know in DevOps, um, there was no actual requirement for me to have to code. Like, you you should be able to do this role without being a programmer. And well, I can see. Yeah. yeah. Well, and well, in, in that case, you would probably want more than, say, one person focused on DevOps. But, um, yeah, you would need someone in the team that does understand the code. So I can also see how you're a music producer. Yeah, that's well. That that's something I did say. Well, I, I haven't done a lot of it recently. Um, over the last couple of years, I've been really focused on the tech and the code side of things. Um, but say over the last decade uh, to even nearly 20 years, um, I've been producing hip hop music with my friends. And um, yeah, we've got a few albums out there, and we've done a few decent shows as well. 
music videos and everything. It's awesome fun, actually. So how there are two uh, skills in you? Oh, what's that? Sorry. Or uh, two skills: the music producing. Uh, well, um, it's fine. A lot of it's quite transferable, actually. Like, although they're completely different things, it's the same mindset that you need to learn how to be a producer, that you need to learn how to code. Well, I know there's endless amounts of video out there on YouTube that says learn to code and this is why it's hard and if you can actually do it then you can probably learn to be a producer too because it's the same challenges like you run into a problem you sort of figure out how to solve the problem and then you solve it and it's just really the same thing with writing music is that there'll be a technique if you don't know how to do it you go and learn how to do it and once you've learned it you can apply it to your projects and it's exact sort of thing with graphics music coding and everything really well that that's how i approach it anyway so how many projects you are working on as a devops engineer <laughs> uh too many i i um i have about 100 projects sitting there that i can forget about for say months at a time but then i'll come back and revive it and keep going so i i am um, i'm actually diagnosed with adhd as well so my attention just i don't even i actually find it's better if i don't try to control it because then i can actually get the benefits of it in one area and just deal with it going wherever it goes and um yeah over time and as i get older i get better at managing it too so how is uh, shifting from one project to other project uh well, if it's just me it's fine um in a corporate environment it can be a bit challenging but um say for example where i work they're quite aware of what i'm like so they know how to manage it properly um but say if i was in a bigger company or something where you really had to follow the strict rules i think i'd find i'd have a harder time managing that but i i don't do the traditional productivity stuff um i do manage say jira cards or stories like that um i know for my actual job i know it's something that i have to do so i force myself to do it properly but in my personal stuff i'm not organized at all so i'm sure uh, the projects will be from different industries yeah definitely that minor all over the place so how you are able to uh, connect with it and understand it and uh, 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 get the output oh i kind of just have to wing it as i go um i think i'm lucky that i can learn very quickly so um given that i've problem solved for so long already as part of my job if someone comes to me with new information it doesn't take me that long to get the right sort of path that i need to take from there um especially with technology progressing the way it is uh, we have access to tools that just make things like that so much easier than they used to be um like i can use uh, gpt3 or chat gpt now combined with google or bing or anything and i've got access to the world's information right there whereas say early in my career i never had that like we we used to sit there and we'd have to hunt down pdf files of service manuals for things because 
we didn't ha not all the software we used was open source like we didn't have access to the code of a lot of that software so we had to figure it out like the hard way um the the things that we have now just make it so much friendlier but um well the trade-off with that is that people expect so much more of us now too i'm sure uh, you might be very good in uh, doing coding because you are doing so many projects yeah well i i think that's how i've picked it up because um uh, well coding is actually my weakest skill uh, in tech i think um like i it was only a couple of years ago and i was still avoiding opening the terminal but cuz i come from a microsoft and windows background it was always about sort of just keeping the files and you you managed windows in a microsoft environment quite differently than you do say a mac or linux environment um so once i learned the difference there it made working a lot easier so what is devops role in uh, software development well De devops to it the role in software development is um it's about improving uh build times uh development times release times and just overall optimizing the software development sort of life cycle um previously uh, i don't know if you're familiar with say the waterfall method um say so a client would come to you if they wanted software built and everything about it would be decided in one single meeting that happened at the start of the project so as requirements changed along the way it was much harder to make those changes within the software um like if you look at a modern day project we could start building a project and realize we've done something wrong say less than a month into it and with devops in place you can very easily pivot the software in the right direction in a way that you couldn't do previously so that's the kind of value that devops brings um it means that everyone in the business and the team knows a lot more about the infrastructure the code how the application works uh, it improves support time and just in general gives the customer a better experience that that's what devops brings um atlassian actually have a they've got a page that describes what is devops and that's my favorite reference i think um aws have one as well but i think atlassian's is that little bit better so i'm uh, i'm sure you'll be working with different uh, sizes uh, of the softwares like the yeah, the, company, yeah. the software uh, which has more traffic and which has less traffic so how is that uh it's it's actually good like dealing with that isn't something you get used to unless into you been around for a little while cuz um I've managed really small sites and they they're easy like um when I first started using WordPress I thought I was the best programmer around even though I didn't know anything just because it never broke because no one ever used it whereas um say some of these uh bigger applications that I've managed as part of my work um the company that I worked for previously they could have say 100,000 real time connections going all at once and managing that was a lot more difficult and complicated than say managing my single web server that i could 
sort of bring up manually, for example, um, like this application that we had was, um, it was horizontally scaled. So it was distributed across different data centers. Um, it was using Kafka in the back end and just, yeah, everything was really sort of over, really engineered to handle that workload. Whereas say most of us will just be working with a, a CRUD style model view controller application or, and like both are very important areas to know, but um, yeah, they, they both take a lot of different kinds of skills to be good at too. So how is your communication with developers and operations team and uh, how you manage to get the great output? Um, my sort of approach to this is to just treat them like my friends. Um, I'm lucky in this current team because that's how we sort of, that's how it feels to work together. Like I, I hate the word, say, family when you're talking about employees and stuff like that because that, that leads down a terrible sort of path. But um, not looking at that way, that's sort of how we feel like, there's no one in my team that would have to worry about how they say something to me. Like I've had people on my team tell me just, Dean, stop talking. And it's nothing personal to me. And I know that it's cool between us. So I just shut up and there's no problem. Whereas I think if you weren't comfortable with your team, you can't do things like that because people might take it personally or they might not know you well enough to be able to do something like that because I know that if we're working on something critical, that that's not anything against me. It's just that I'm blocking us from actually progressing on what we're working on. So, um, yeah, just I guess having a good team, it's impossible to do without that. But, um, yeah, just being patient with people, learning how to communicate as best you can. Um, well, for example, here right now, I'm an introverted type of person, so talking isn't something that came naturally to me. I had to practice and work on this sort of skill. Um, and I've found that being a senior level in DevOps, there's a lot more of this sort of thing than there is actual coding work. Because you've got to you've got to solve problems, but you have to then explain that to people who might not be that technical, and you you've got to prove that that's the right thing to do as well. So how your work starts? Um, starts in the morning, or well, uh, for I'd, any project. Uh, we, we generally say have a meeting about it. Um, we'll all get together or we'll even go for a lunch and just discuss it. Um, get an overview of what we're trying to achieve. Um, we, we've got actually quite, quite a good process for it. Um, we, we use an application called Shortcut at the moment. Um, I think that's the name. It's similar to Jira anyway. Um, GitHub projects and GitHub issues are similar. And um, we'll sort of identify what we need to do. Uh, we'll create a story for it that will get assigned to, say, a developer. Um, depending on the company, they might do, do you know what sprints are? And like iterations like that. 
that that's how we work currently. But some some places don't actually like to do time based sprints. Um, it can actually depending on how your team works, it can actually just be more efficient to have a never ending say iteration where expectations are just set and met as you go. Um, or some other people like it the more common way where you we do it in two week cycles where we'll tell our customers what's going to be ready in this cycle and that way they know not to expect it until the end of that cycle and then it's up to us to have that developed have it tested and have it pushed to production so it's ready and um we we'll do things like use have you heard of feature flags and uh, different tools to do yeah we'll we'll add feature flags so uh, certain percentages of customers can try certain features and yeah there, there's so many different ways to do it um, and the other good thing is there's a lot of like, there's no real right or wrong way to do it as long as you find what works for you then it's all good uh, do you have any particular uh... Uh, a memory that uh, you cannot forget uh, or that can be uh, deploying an application uh, or anything? Um, I know of others that other people have done. Um, I, I haven't actually made too many mistakes because I came into the development side so late um, where I think, what is there? There's a good one where I accidentally got into a customer's network gear because I thought it was ours. Um, it, I wasn't supposed to have the credentials, but it turns out that there was a vulnerability in the device and I found it by accident. So I was logged in. I'm like, why? This doesn't look familiar. And um, yeah, it turns out I was logged into someone else's device. So yeah, sorry about that. You might might want to get that fixed. But um, yeah, other, other than that, I can't think of too many. Um, there's a good one that I've read about. Um, you might already be familiar with it, but um, GitLab had someone they hired and they managed to overwrite the production database like with the new person that joined the team um, when they shouldn't have been able to do that at all. And it, you can search it up on Reddit. It's a good story about it. Yeah, I, I don't have any horror stories of my own, which I guess is a good thing. Um, I've done the typical dumb things before, like everyone else has, but um, the consequences have never been too bad for me, thankfully. And working on cloud, how it is? Yeah. Uh, oh, I love the cloud. Like, um, I don't actually use the cloud as much for my own stuff compared to, say, what I do for work, um, because with work from home, I don't need my files on the road as much as I used to or anything like that. So personally, I don't use the cloud as much, but um, for work, it just, it makes everything so much easier. Um, it enables things like working from home. Um, when I worked, I worked for a company called Court Cloud and we, that was the last company I worked for that had physical equipment of their own. And um, we actually did a pretty cool uh, project with them. Um, there's a tool called Digital Rebar by a company called Rack N, and we had a, a physical bare metal server delivered into a rack in a data center and hooked up to our network. And all we knew was the MAC address 
and we were able to configure that server properly without ever touching it. And that, that was pretty impressive. Um, I thought of a dumb one that I did. It was a long time ago. I used to work in the mines and um, we had, say, mining villages that were quite a fair distance away and, like, you'd have to fly there. You could not drive there. It was just too far away. Um, I was connected to a router remotely and I shut down the port that I was connected to. And to fix it, they had to fly me up there so I could go and fix it. And all it was was a shutdown port. So that that's the dumb one that I did. I almost forgot about it. <laughs> and uh, having uh, not a great uh, experience in coding, uh, uh, how is that working on uh, DevOps? Uh, it's been fine, actually, because I've got such a supportive team around me. Like, if as soon as I have a problem on the coding side of things, I've got, say, probably five people who I can ask for help and they're almost always immediately available. Um, I've never actually had a problem. The other thing is I've got tools like GitHub Copilot. Um, Copilot has been really helpful in teaching me how to code. Um, although it's not always perfect, it seems to be able to give you the right direction of what you need. And from there, I'll just Google the documentation and work it out from there. It, it might take me a bit longer, but as I get more experience, I'm able to code, say, just as good as everyone else. So how many services do you have used in cloud? Uh, lots. I've, well, cause I, I used to actually just spend my time going through and testing out open source software. Like you, you could probably name almost any problem that people have. And I will know of an open source project that solves that problem. Like that's, I know of thousands of them, like just off the top of my head. So and I can um, see, I can see you're also contributing. Yeah, I do. Um, I contribute to, uh, say friends projects. Um, I do a lot of my own projects as well. Um, I actually have a project called Linux for Pirates, which is a book. But um, it's going to be written by community contributors as well as me um, with the aim of that project being that it's friendly for anyone to get into. Um, there's no consequences if anyone makes a mistake. Uh, we actually intentionally broke something so there'd be issues for people to fix if they want to. Um, I actually have an issue assigned that way at the moment. So it'll be great for getting people into open source. And um, the inspiration for that came from the community that I'm in, which is Eddie Hub, and we work on Linkfree, which is another project I contribute to. And I actually chose that one because I'm, I don't do front-end development at all, and the primary focus of that project is front-end development. Um, I actually like to tackle skills that I don't know much about when I can, just so that when I do end up dealing them, or dealing with them day to day, I know how to do it. So how many years of experience do you have in technology? Uh, officially, I only started in 2010, but I've been on a computer since I could actually use a computer. I've probably spent like every day of my life on the internet since I got the internet back in 1996. So a long time. <laughs>
And, I, and I've probably been studying for about 12 or 13 years, like out of work hours, I would have done that at least, say, once or twice a week. So you know the infrastructure side because of the past experiences that you yeah, have. Yeah, that's right. That That's how I approach things is um I've just had so much experience that there's not many faults that can come up or problems that I don't at least have an idea of which direction to go. So what do you suggest uh, to people who are uh, into DevOps? Uh, do they need to have? Uh, do they need to come from an operations uh, uh, perspective? You can come from any. You can come from anywhere. Literally, like now is the best time to get into it compared to any other time because there's just so much information on how to learn it. Um, the the things I'd look for are find a team that's willing to take on. I know it's not as easy as it sounds, but if you find people who are willing to take newer people on that might not, say, have all the experience, you're going to learn more with them in, say, two or three months than you would by figuring out on your own for years. But having the right supportive people is so effective. I think so, that, yeah. yeah, go on. Yeah, that, that would be the most important thing, in my opinion, at least, is just, yeah, get a team that's willing to look after you and train you up. Because um, when I got my first DevOps position, it really didn't go well at all. And um, I thought it was all completely my fault. But um, it was that I had, well, I didn't have a supportive team at all. Like, I because I didn't come from a coding background and there was, well, according to the description, there was never really a, expectation of coding yet on the job i should have been a software developer not a devops engineer so um that was really quite awful and quite difficult um so yeah <laughs> definitely try to avoid that if you can but um yeah it's the it kind of all worked out thankfully at least but um yeah i, I wouldn't wish that on anyone so is there any is there will be any uh, difference in uh, the job description that a company uh, asks from a candidate and and the actual work that they do in the company well yeah there is a, it's i find it hard cuz recruiters only seem to know so much about technology which means as soon as it gets to the advanced stuff they they just can't really help so um I, well, I've had so many different job titles that have basically been the same job every, like, even now, like, my job isn't actually that much different to when I had a completely different job title as, say, a systems engineer or systems administrator. Like, it's still the same work that needs to get done. It just gets called something else. So how is working in, uh, in field and, uh, uh, working with computer? Uh, I, I enjoy it. Um, it. It is quite fast-paced and full-on. Uh, it's definitely not sort of something you want to do if you want to chill out and take it easy. Um, I'm, I'm sure there are options around for that. But, um, yeah, it's a, I get up and I'm sort of doing something that's quite productive almost all of the time. But I, I don't sit around and procrastinate as anywhere near as much as I used to in my older jobs. 
and you saw the evolution of that technology from uh, last few years uh, and you are the evidence and uh, uh, you know how it uh, uh, changed gra- gradually so what yeah. is your observation what is your observation um well i tend to just use the tools that are already there rather than push my agendas um a good example is our current application we decided not to use docker at this point um because the way, the way our architecture is we actually lose a little bit of performance if we go down the route of docker so um i'm i'm actually really pro docker and i want everything to be in docker but um that's that's an example of where i've actually gone against what my tool of choice would be because it's a better decision for the team in the long run um so it's it's better for me to just learn the tools that are already there than to try and change it because um another good thing in devops is that a lot of the tool sets are quite similar so i know you mentioned jenkins earlier i haven't actually ever worked in jenkins but i would be confident if i got given a jenkins project to do that i would be able to do it because i've used similar ci and cd software before um i've used say github actions gitlab ce um i think that's or gitlab ci or whatever they call it um aws code build code deploy code code pipeline um what is it circle ci if you've used a couple of them before you should be pretty confident going in like you'd at least be able to find your way around you might not be that quick but you should be able to do it so have you used ansible yeah i i love ansible um i don't use it at the moment um there's a person i sponsor who is quite involved with the ansible code base i don't know if you've heard of him but his name's jeff geeling and um yeah he's awesome at ansible um and ansible's one of the tools i used quite early on in the infrastructure as code um uh, stage and um it's more of an ssh tool um and it achieves a lot of the same stuff that say in my current stack the tool that's closest to ansible is called terraform so um if i didn't use terraform i would probably look at using say ansible or capybara or something like that and about your time management while using these tools for a project uh oh, i'm terrible with time <laughs> so um i just sort of make it known that yeah don't or if if something's critical just make sure i know about it and it's in a special calendar or otherwise i'll just lose track cuz my my problem is if i'm worried about time i can't focus on the work and do it properly so it's better for me just to not worry about it and get the work done and then i can worry about the time stuff later so um good management helps me there like i i actually find that if i try to use tools say like trello or a to-do list i spend more time like playing around in there than i do actually doing the work you do research for for devops yeah i always do research um i'm subscribed to all the sort of channels you'd expect on youtube 
Um, say tonight, I watched a talk from AWS and another talk from IBM, and that's just on a Sunday, um, just out of interest that I do. Um, I, out of hours, I'll try out a lot of different tools. Uh, I work on my own projects, and that's how I do it. That sort of is my research. Uh, what is the main difference working on own infrastructure and working on cloud? Uh, there's no real consequences on working on your own infrastructure. Um, in the cloud, it can cost you a lot of money very quickly. Um, there's, a, there's a few memes for AWS, like about how if you're new with AWS, you're going to make a huge mistake and cost yourself a lot of money. And if you're experienced, you're going to do the same thing. You're just going to look cooler while doing it. Um, so, yeah, you, you're always going to make mistakes in the cloud and um, it can be quite costly. But that, that's where experience and planning, you, you're a lot more careful in that environment. Um, the, say you're working your, on your own infrastructure, um, you've got to worry about the actual hardware when it comes to that. So at home, I tend to use Raspberry Pis. Um, I don't actually have a lot of stuff running at home anymore, but um, that's susceptible to my ISP going out. So my internet might drop out from time to time and also the power could go out. Um, if I was a business and I wanted to run my own hardware, you just make sure you're in a building that's got like the right accreditations and you're using things like a UPS or a redundant internet connection or that kind of thing. That That's the main difference. So what will be the time uh, period for any project? Uh, it varies, really. Um, I know in, in my current team, we've got some projects that aren't so strict to a deadline. Like we sort of just, we have a few goals that we want to achieve and say we don't really know or care how long it takes to get there as long as we get there by a certain time. That that seems to be more effective than trying to do everything to a, a strict deadline. Because I know when it comes to estimating how long things are going to take, I'm so shocking at that. Like I'll probably say, yeah, this will only take a couple of days, but then in reality it takes me like two weeks to do it or something. So... um. Yeah, estimation's not something I'm very strong at. So how you talk to uh, developers or operation team? Uh, we well, we have a Slack channel where we talk together. Um, primarily, I'll try to use text because then it doesn't interrupt them, anyone and they can do well, what's asynchronous communication and that way I just they get back to me whenever they get back to me. And that, that's the way I like to work. But then we've also got the option of doing huddles and we have um, scheduled meetings as well. Uh, we'll have a, like a catch-up, say, once every week for our iterations. Uh, we have a DevOps catch-up every week with the people involved with that. And um, we, thought, we don't do an official stand-up, but sometimes we'll jump in and do that as well. I have workplaces where they'll make everyone come and jump into a stand-up every day, but um, that seems to be less common, I think.
and uh, you you have worked on uh, all uh, different projects so yeah. so how is that that diversity uh, i think that's probably what's helped me out the most is um because if if i constantly do the same thing over and over i'm not really learning anything and i've found diving into so many different projects meant that i get to see so many different types of problems and um i can if i see something in one project that's done well then i can also apply that to the current project that i'm working on um i noticed that happened quite a lot when i was working with wordpress and i sort of moved away from wordpress i took a lot of the good ideas that wordpress had in my head with me and i've kept sort of replicating that to this day so what are your challenges uh challenge most challenging stuff for me is um well I'm I'm a full-time parent as well so I do that as well as work full-time um which can mean you don't have so much energy all the time and people tend to like to organize things whenever you're busy doing something else so that can be quite a challenge um and for me i'm diagnosed with adhd so that that's another challenge that i have and um yeah i think i'm not great with time management and sort of scheduling they they're probably my biggest challenges so i did a masters in software engineering also bachelor's in computer oh, science cool. and engineering so right now i'm getting trained this is a six months program for devops engineer three months is done it's uh yep. they, they trained us uh, all the tools now uh, also they said uh, before the prerequisite uh, linux also the oh. software development life cycle the traditional way before they yep. before they they taught us uh, the, uh, the the present modern day tools now yep. from 23rd uh, they are going to make us involved in uh, the the projects to our azure projects and to our uh, uh, aws projects Sounds so good. how like my uh, education uh, background that i have how this is going to be uh, helpful for me as a developer um, and is well, it is it enough for me to learn everything in the 6 months or is is well, this i th- i think it's it's definitely a good approach that works for a lot of people um i don't actually have any formal qualifications so i i didn't take that path but um it's devops isn't something where you will never be able to learn everything that you could know in devops like i've been doing this and studying this for as long as i have and i reckon i only know about a third of what i could know like there there is so much more and um it's more about being confident enough to tackle problems rather than knowing everything from the start because it, there'll be no possible way that you could know everything you need to know in devops in that time what they're probably aiming to teach you is what you need to know to get started properly as a devops engineer so it it's more about ideas and the the paradigms rather than say specifics and tools like you you'd get more ver- you'd get more value about understanding what jenkins is and how jenkins works than you would about 
well, then you'd get out of specialising and using Jenkins to every little degree. Like that certainly wouldn't be a bad thing, but that wouldn't help you if you ended up somewhere that doesn't use Jenkins, for example. So you you want to understand CI and CD, but you don't need to understand, say, GitLab CI specifically, because you'll get when you're working as a DevOps engineer, you'll have plenty of opportunity to be reading the documentation before you implement. Like we we don't just sit here and do. Like I'm not in the terminal just run, running random commands to try and do something. I've really thought it out beforehand. So the actual work is like a really small per- portion of it. Like the planning and the designing is the big part where you got to get it right. And uh, Docker and Kubernetes, how these are, are playing, yeah. and also well, Terraform that you're working on. Yeah, well, Terraform—they're—they're they're all what I'd say—they're all just tools. E- even to me, a programming language is just a tool, like because it—it can help me achieve what I'm trying to achieve. Um, and I, I'm not really so fond of trying to know everything about a specific tool because I, I could go to work tomorrow and find out that we're not using Terraform anymore. So it'd just, if we're using Ansible tomorrow, I have to learn how to use Ansible. Like that, that's the way I approach it. And I don't really get attached to tools or care about tools too much. The reason that Docker and Kubernetes are so in focus is containerization is such a big part of DevOps. Um, a lot of sof- software workloads that you're going to run into are going to be containerized workloads. So that's why Docker and Kubernetes are so popular. Um, I wouldn't recommend jumping straight into Kubernetes. Like e- Even I would say I'm only a beginner in Kubernetes. Awesome. So, at last, uh, what do you say to uh, my audience about your work and uh, about your contributions? Yeah, well, um, I, I'm glad that I made the choice I did. Um, I actually, quite a while ago, I cho- I had the opportunity to pursue music and or pursue tech, and I chose tech. And um, I think it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Like, I I absolutely love tech. Um, the work that I do every day is really interesting. Um, I get to work with great people, great tools, great projects. And, um, yeah, like it's led me to meet people like yourself. So um, I know this isn't officially part of work, but it definitely helps me in my job day to day as well. So uh, have you seen any videos of mine on YouTube? Uh, yeah, I did actually. After you messaged me, I had a look. And uh, that's where I noticed some people that I've I actually recognise some of the people you've spoken to, so um, I've added them to a list so I can go through and check them out. Uh, I interviewed uh, the vice president of Amazon Web Services, uh, and yeah, also awesome. A lot of evangelists uh, are going to come to my show as well. So oh, good on you. Good on you for doing that. That's really good. So as an observer, as a person who is into technology from long time, who, who, who knows how to uh, 
do things and solve problems what is your observation based upon whatever i said about my educational qualifications and the the, the training that i'm getting as a engineer oh. and also talking with experts like you who already who are already in the industry and who are, who already solved the different problems and who are already involved in different projects talking with you people asking these questions getting answers and how this ex- answers this this experience is going to be helpful for me if i work at devops engineer well you're already way ahead of the game because you're you're not even working as a devops engineer yet officially and you already have an idea of what to expect as you get in there most of us would have just turned up to work the first day and just been like oh what do we do now basically but you already know from multiple different people how they do things um you're familiar with the ideas of how to learn the right things you know not to sit there and worry about little details of tooling and specific version stuff that only say experts who would be using that tool every day should know um you know the right people you know the companies um you know the right stuff to learn so you're already way ahead i think um the the other point is that there's no wrong approach like say you're doing the the school track there might be someone who just learns on their own and they're also doing the right thing so just keep doing what you're doing and i don't think you can go wrong that's a great uh, uh feedback for me i'll definitely keep in my mind so can uh, so uh, anything that you're contributing online that my audience can see and learn from you yeah uh definitely check out linux for pirates um that's just on my github um it's l o f t w a h is the username and um yeah it's it's actually quite good at it, it's aimed to bring say people like yourself who are new and interested in devops um from where you are to being able to work in the real world so um it covers everything you would need to know not not in like full detail but you would be able to keep that as a reference to take with you until say you don't need it anymore cuz say after you've been there for 6 months you wouldn't need my book anymore cuz you just know how to do it in a way you'd be able to write the book after that time that's uh, that's amazing i'll share your web links uh, with my audience yes yeah, awesome yeah on my uh, youtube channel also on the screen and also uh, on my podcast they can see and they can learn even one person learns from you from anywhere on this planet that will be a great contribution yeah exactly and that that's a great attitude to have all it is like i know i don't i don't actually care if anyone looks at my stuff but um yeah if i manage to help one person then i've won that that's more than enough for me uh, can i put this video on my youtube channel with your yeah, permission absolutely sure thing also can i put on my podcast website and yeah. social media everywhere with your permission anything you want to do with it all good thank you andin again for your time uh, sounds good i've been jump off cuz getting quite late here but yeah nice to meet you and thank you for having me thank you sir All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.